like Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Gavin, aka Gabo, aka whatever you want to call me today. Welcome back, welcome back, fam. That is my host. I think last episode I called him my co-host. He actually runs the show. You know, this is the Business Stir Fry Podcast, hosted by Mike Will, with Gavin running his mouth. That's how we should just do the podcast. Welcome, welcome back. But we do want to welcome y'all. We want to thank y'all for coming and rocking with us. Uh, Do us a favor. Go on Facebook. Go on, um, comment on some of the story. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you love, what you hate. Are we gonna call this episode eleven? Yeah, this is episode eleven. And check out the Facebook page. Like I, I, I never pub it because I'm like, end of the day, man, we out here providing value. Like that's what I'm here for. Like, I just want to provide value. If you provide value, people are gonna visit. People are gonna come. So, and you want to be able to say that you was one of the first people on this podcast because when we blow up. And the money start raking in, and we doing tours, and you gonna come up to us and say, "Hey, you know, I jumped in on episode seventy five. We gonna say, have you heard episode three? And you gonna say no, and we gonna say, all right, we can't sign your book. You know, so we need everybody. Please rock with us. We got a good show today, but before we get started, um, we gonna talk about somebody special at the end. I do want to talk about a living legend right right now. Uh-oh. Um, you know, we both love this guy. We both talked about him before. Um, but he was on the Breakfast Club this morning. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. Let's go ahead and give them some money, some free publicity <laughs> that they don't need. But the point is, uh, this guy was on the Breakfast Club today, and y'all know him as Masterpiece. Some people know him as the Ice Cream Man. You know him from different things. And he was talking about his uh, movie that he has coming out. Um, then, you know, but they started the conversation talking about Zion. Mm-hmm. So... He was talking about this, you know, he offering Zion $20 million to wear his sneaker off the court. And me and you had an interesting, we talked about this, what? Uh, probably, probably about two episodes ago, two, three episodes ago. Yeah, but we was talking about it in our group chat for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. about, you know, why Nike wouldn't allow that to go. And then you brought up an interesting point. You said, um, you going to wear Gucci anyway. Yeah, if you, I mean, you... You're going to wear these these luxury brands. I mean, it's kind of kind of a rite of passage. Yeah. So if you if you're going to wear, you know, if you are if you if you're a stud, if you're a star, if you okay. got if you're an influencer of, uh-huh. any, of any sort, and if you're going to wear, you know, Louis belts and Gucci shoes and Prada shoes, if you're going to do all that, why not get paid for it? Like this, this idea that that you shouldn't get paid for. For wearing a Rolex, and people are going to see you wearing a Rolex, mm-hmm. that that's retarded. That, that is stupid. You you definitely should leverage that at least into free Rolexes. Is that, <laughs> at least <laughs> and please send us one. And then you know um something that we're going to talk about with Netflix in a little bit. But he kept talking about owning your own stuff, and he talked about you know his artists owning their stuff, and then he talked about you know how he was able to make millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. But then he also talked about with his movie. He said, uh, I think I want to say he he said only black people own like it's either five three or five percent of the movie industry of what they own. And he said what's really tough is the producing. Yeah. And so he talked about, you know, going there and how it's a struggle to get his movie. And he was saying, hey, you want to own something, which is very interesting because we both know what's going on with Netflix right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to and to P's point, so the production or the producing so, the, so this is if you want to get a movie made, there there's production companies, yeah, and we we and we know a lot of these production companies, but basically it's, it's just rich people pouring their money into a place. So Absolutely. when you see a property management company like this, is uh, they own five hundred 
you know, apartment complexes. Okay. You know, that company isn't really in the apartment complex building business. No. They're in the asset management business. They're somebody that has a ton of assets, mm-hmm. don't want to park that money in the bank because money ain't real. Yeah. <laughs> so they're parking <laughs> it to an asset because you own that asset. So even if everything goes belly up, if every tenant moves out, yeah. you still own that lot. You still own that land. You can still write that off. You can still do your taxes on that. Mm-hmm. So when P's talking about the production, he's talking about wealthy individuals. Um, I mean, a good example of this we, that we all heard of was when Spike Lee was trying to finish Malcolm X. Absolutely. And when they ran out of money and some of the phone calls he made and some of the people, I, I mess up the names so I won't say some of the people that came through for him, but there was wealthy individuals that were like, Spike, I got $3 million on this. You know, I got a million on this. Mm-hmm. And he was able to finish that movie off of those people investing money. Well, that's all production companies are. Absolutely. Production companies are like Silicon Valley's for movies. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a movie. Well, let's see what it could do. What's the budget? The budget's a hundred million dollars. Yeah. What do we project that it's going to gross? It's going to gross three hundred million. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it was definitely interesting in that. And if you can, um, I encourage everybody to go listen to it. And you know, Master P is definitely one of my favorite people. I know we're going to have to do a whole episode on him one day at some point because yeah. uh, I don't know if we get there this season, but yeah, when it comes, it's, it's going to be great. You know. He's one of my favorite people. Also, if you get a chance, go listen to Irv Gotti on Vlad TV. Um, I I think if those two guys speak, um, I'm going to listen. I do not care. I might have to check that one out myself. Yeah, Master even P- though I, I'm not a fan of, of of Vlad at all. Well, we we not gonna go there today. Well, he's the police. We're not we're not gonna go there today. <laughs> he's the police yeah, that nobody wants yeah, to believe. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> So, all right, what's going on with Netflix, man? Everybody leaving Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, Netflix. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's one of those things. So, uh, I think Universal is pulling. Um, let me pull up the Office off. Warner Media say they're pulling Friends off. Mm-hmm. Disney pulled everything off because everybody <laughs> wants to create their own streaming services, and they want to weaken Netflix. And I think we said it probably about four or five episodes ago. Like Netflix, these are some things that you might want to consider doing to strengthen your moat. And and. Uh, I think Netflix is gonna ultimately be fine. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um But they but they gotta stop it's two things. Do okay. not add commercials. One. Okay. Stop raising your rates to create revenue. Absolutely. So you you're gonna have to figure out how to grow your subscriber base. I do got a question. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Are you against having an option, like a free option that does have commercials or no? You don't even want I'm, that. I'm, I'm I'm against it. Well, I mean, because then you because you've already built you've already built your business model. Absolutely. So, so this idea that all of a sudden we're, look, what what what's the law? There's no such thing as a free lunch. Absolutely. All right. So, <laughs> we, me and you was off air. We was talking about what's going on right now in social media mm-hmm. between Facebook and Instagram. I hate Instagram and, right and, now, and, and because right now Facebook wants you to pay for every impression that you get. They they don't want organic impressions anymore. And Google went through the same thing. You mm-hmm. used to be able to be found easily in Google, and now not so much. Like now, you're really going to have to have organic traffic yeah. to show up in a search engine. And Facebook is trying to move to that same thing, except Google is a tool, whereas Facebook isn't really. And nah. people and people are already reaching social media fatigue. And and Absolutely. this and this idea that. Man, I could put all this work in putting up my photos on Instagram or mm-hmm. putting up my videos on Instagram and no one sees it. 
Well, guess what I'm going to stop doing? Going on that app. Stop using it at all. Like, it's funny because for most people don't know, um, make sure you follow me on Instagram. I am underscore Gavin B. Let's go and get myself one of them. <laughs> and so the reason why I want you to follow me, because I need the engagement, because it's just been dipping. But, you know, I'm that person who posts on Instagram. Only days I really don't post is Sundays um, or Mondays, just because my engagement is super low. But I was telling Mike off air, I'm like, I usually get about five to seven hundred likes and lately i've been if i get like 220 i'm great like and it's just because most people if you don't know if you are an entrepreneur and you want to know why your engagement is going down instagram is doing this thing now where they don't show your post to 90 percent of your followers until that 10 percent really really engage and sometimes they're you know sometimes they look at it in what time frame was that engagement happening? And and this and so and it goes back to you know of course there's nothing free right? No, like we always talk about it. Nothing, nothing is free. So on Facebook and Instagram, you know we we are the product, but no one likes to feel used. It's like being in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? We, we again we talked about this off air. <laughs> in a relationship, no one wants to feel used. Now I'm getting something from you. You're getting something from me. That's the symbiosis of a relationship. Mm-hmm. All right. But the moment one person starts to feel like the other person is taking advantage, yep. that person normally leaves the relationship. Absolutely. I hope Facebook and Instagram is, are listening probably because not. people are, <laughs> no, probably not, but people are getting fatigued. People are receiving social media fatigue. If you take away the only service you can provide, I can do literally everything else through text message. I, can, I can do everything else through iMessage. I can Absolutely. do my group chat. I can send photos. I can stay in touch with people. I know when they're online. I know when they're offline, mm-hmm. basically. Like, you're really not providing any service at all. And with Apple saying that they basically want to turn your your whole phone device into social media. Yeah. Facebook, you need to wait. Like, I know y'all trying to squeeze every dollar y'all can before this recession hit. But you got enough. Hey, man. Like, because like, I'm probably about a good two years for being off the platform. Yeah. If that. It's like, really I, awesome. and that, being 100% honest. You know, especially if I can communicate with people directly from my phone the same way I can communicate with people, you know, through Facebook. Mm -hmm. Because the only cool thing about Facebook was the fact that I was able to be in touch with people I haven't seen in forever. Yeah. And guess what? I'm tired of them now. Yeah. They're crazy. (laughs) We're not even going to go into how crazy people is. So, anyway, we got a good episode. Um Oh, we got to touch on Yeezy right now, man. Yeezy about to be worth a billion dollars. Shouts out to the guy that was begging for $50 million two years ago. Guys, this is how quick you could turn your life around. Put on the MAGA hat. Put on the MAGA <laughs> hat. <laughs> Get a Kardashian. Mar- Mary Kardashian. Uh, I mean, this is just. And put on the MAGA hat. And if you are. Um, this is such a train wreck. And if you are a Lakers fan, Kyle Kuzma has been hanging out with uh, Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. So- yeah this, this is such a train wreck. Good. Hey, but good thing, though, man. Um, I, I do want to say. Uh, Yeezy D, uh, Adidas deal that I did read is that he get a fifteen percent royalty on wholesale, and he owns the brand. Yeah. Um, to give you a comparison, Jordan does not own the Jordan brand, which which, which is embarrassing. This is Master Master P brought up something. He said, <sighs> "Fucking embarrassing." Master P brought up something. He said, uh, "Nobody in the hood is wearing Nikes now." Because Nike was cool, he said. Everybody's wearing it because of Michael Jordan. He said it's embarrassing that Nike, over twenty, you know, twenty something years, has made billions upon billions on Jordan, and Jordan just hit a billion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which which goes back to the hip hop argument, right? Like hip hop is twenty two percent of a trillion dollar market, so that's two hundred and twenty million dollars. Excuse me, two hundred twenty. 
billion. I'm, yeah. only, I'm only a thousand percent off. Yeah. Two hundred and twenty <laughs> billion dollars. Uh-huh. And the first hip hop billionaire has finally arisen out of that. So it, I mean it, it got it we gonna bang this argument, man. You gotta own your own shit. You gotta yeah. own your own shit. And you know, that's why um Yeezy well Kanye left Nike because they refused to give him a royalty on all his shoes. And the reason why they told him that is because he wasn't an athlete, which is funny because that's why so many people want to know why Kevin Hart is running. Yeah. It's because he needs that royalty check from Nike. Just for day. So <laughs> You know, Kevin Hart, I don't care what he tells y'all, you know what I'm saying? He's running and he's labeled actually as a Nike athlete, not as an ambassador, not as somebody. <laughs> he's actually a Nike athlete. This is retarded. His, his, this is retarded. His sport is long distance running and marathons, which is why he makes money off his shoes, which I'm not mad at Kevin Hart because if you're going to be running and you do like Nike, I would say, hey, you know. Which explains why he's on my Nike run app. So yeah, I, 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 now it makes sense. Now that right? makes sense. So, yeah, I, I, I and that's why Kanye left. And you know, it is what it is. But this is a great segue. I gotta give myself some hand claps because we're gonna segue from Nike into another Nike person, um, LeBron's homeboy. Yeah, that's gonna be who the episode is about tonight. So, uh, hey guys, three things you can sell, right? What you gonna sell? Product, service, expertise. Absolutely, and, and and Rich Paul had a product, uh huh, and now he has an expertise, and so and a service, and a service. So yeah. for most people, I hope y'all do know. If not, this is the great podcast for you to learn. So please go research Rich Paul after um, you listen to this podcast. But I want to go over Rich Paul, man, because I was doing some research today, and I was actually mind blown because I was under impression for the longest that um, you know Rich Paul. I was under the impression that he's been knowing LeBron since, you know. Like his whole life, right? His whole life. Yeah. Because Randy and Maverick have. Uh, For most people who don't know, LeBron has, they are called the Four Horsemen. Um, They got this name because they all found these, not found, but they all had these uh, four hats. And they put them on and they took a picture together and they said, we're going to start, you know, calling ourselves the Four Horsemen. But LeBron, uh, LeBron James has three friends, Maverick, Randy, and rich and we want to focus on rich today so for most people that don't know um i want to talk about a lesson that rich himself talked about he learned and i'm a running back to uh different points of his life so the first part is let's talk about how rich met lebron yep so people don't know um rich was 21 lebron was around 15 this is before he was on sports illustrated yeah um and rich is in the airport chilling hanging out Mm -hmm. going about his business actually catching a flight to Atlanta. No, excuse me, from Atlanta. And he was coming in and he had on a Warren Moon jersey. And LeBron, what year is this? Oh, I don't even know. This is 2000 when jerseys was popping. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, (laughs) which is funny because apparently LeBron stopped Rich and asked him, where did you get the jersey from? Dope. And which is mind-blowing just to think that a 15-year-old comes up to you in Mind you, Rich is 21. He's in college. Yeah. Or he had just dropped out of college. And a 15-year-old comes up to him and says, hey, where did you get that jersey from? And and, and, Le- and like LeBron isn't like re- walking up to him like a tiny guy. LeBron's six, seven at this time. At this time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so he's and huge. Rich said, I had heard about him, but I didn't know he was. He was like, nobody knew what he was going to be today. Yeah. 
um, Randy and Maverick said they all knew it once he was like a like a junior in high school. Then it was like, all right, this guy's really, really gonna be special. Yeah. But this is you know happened before, and the main lesson I want you guys to focus on uh, for this episode is Rich said a, a important thing. He said, "I knew it was nothing, but you know he actually used the term. He said it was God, it was timing, it was just me being ready and me being willing and open to this opportunity because as entrepreneurs." We all know every time is not going to be the perfect time, yep. right? Me and you have been out and we've met somebody who can help our business. Yep. We've been at, you know, we've been at day parties. We've been in a club. We've been, you know, you might be walking into the gym. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it goes back to the question of like, like, what is, you know, opportunity when it meets preparation, right? Absolutely. That, that is success. Or I'm a religious studies major. So, and, and we always use the term luck. So in yeah. in Taoism, there is this there is the ideal of luck. They call it one a uh, one shoe, uh-huh. and what one shoe is 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 basically the carrying of of something from one station to the next, like the process mm. of it. So the, so we use luck as it is something that's random, and there's really nothing there's really nothing random about luck. Luck is for prepared. Yeah. Luck is for people that you know like. Rich Paul at this time, he's selling jerseys, right? Yeah, he's selling. But but if he he he's he's doing the best job at it. Like he's exactly. he, he's found a plug for authentic jerseys. Yep. Where, you know whether they were falling off the back of a truck or not. Oh, we do not know. <laughs> we do not know. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> you know. So he he did he he had this. He had a product. He was out there selling it. He had it on. He's in the airport, and this opportunity is actually meeting. You know, his preparation is actually meeting the opportunity exactly. of LeBron. True. And so, you know, Rich, he kept talking about, he said, imagine if I didn't wear that jersey. Yep. He said, imagine if LeBron came up to me and he said, I was having a bad day. He said, imagine if LeBron was having a bad day and just was like, all right, I'm walking past this guy, whoever this dude is mm-hmm. with his jersey on. He said so much. He said everything happened right and I was willing and able to create this conversation. He even said it. He said, I gave him my Connects number. Yep. And I said, if you need anything, here's my number. And he's like, LeBron hit him up again. And he said, you know, he said, I actually just got cool with this guy. And he was like, I was the older guy with him and his other friends. Yeah. Which was Maverick and Randy. So the next part of this whole conversation is um, I'm reading this interview and I'm, list- I'm listening to an interview. Then I'm reading a story on, on Rich. And he started talking about how he continued to be cool with LeBron. And he always talked about, he always, it's, it was a reoccurring theme, and he, he kept saying it enough that it just kind of threw up a red flag with me. He always seemed to keep talking about how he didn't know LeBron at a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for most people who don't know, I want to say Randy and Maverick said they met LeBron when, uh, I want to say Randy said he knew LeBron when he was like four or five. But they got to know each other when they were 10. And Maverick said he knew LeBron because uh, they played basketball together. So he knew LeBron when he was like 13. And, uh, you know, Rich is saying, hey, I was 21. This guy was on his way or, you know, getting to be on his way. And he always kept saying how he had to show LeBron that he was, you know, a hustler, mm-hmm. so to speak, and growing. And <clears throat> that's yeah. the next part of this is saying, hey, sometimes you got to prove yourself. Yeah. You know. For most people that don't know, LeBron gets, you know, he's a senior. The pride, you can speak more to this more than I can, but probably in my lifetime, definitely the most sought out there high schooler 
Oh yeah, yeah, lifetime. yeah, yeah. By far, by far, and, you by know, far. This this guy turns eighteen, signs a seventy million dollar contract with Nike, and he turns around and looks at Randy and say, "Hey, you've been here, um, but I just remember you from that airport and your work ethic. How about this? I pay you fifty grand mm-hmm. to basically be a glorified assistant." Yep. And what he did was. And this will get to LeBron later in life down this podcast. <laughs> but LeBron actually told his agent, this guy is basically going to be your assistant, too. Yeah. And so I want everybody to think about it right now. Imagine your homeboy making $70 million and say, hey, I'm going to give you 50 grand to follow me around. Some of us right now are probably like, hell nah, I'm running. Yeah. Or, or why Why can't get 200? Why can't I get a quarter? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why, why not pay me more? Why not give me give me more? Now, understanding that the lesson is, you know, was the fact that Rich Paul was working with LeBron's agent, mm-hmm. absorbing everything that, that he knew, this man everything had. that he saw. Absolutely. And it's just mind-blowing. And he, he kept saying, he said, I had to prove to LeBron I was a hustler. And in that Learn That Agency, he said that, um, and, you know, we're th- this is getting to the last point, but um, he was getting to the point of, I literally soaked up everything I could from LeBron's agent. He said, I started getting my own clients. Yeah. So he said, you know, he went to Eric Bledsoe and was like, yo, what's up? I went, he said, I'm saying I like I'm him. Um, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he went to Eric Bledsoe. He went to JR. He went to Tristan. Guys who, for all, I hate to do it. Tristan Thompson is not, he don't need LeBron's agent. He ain't worthy of like a LeBron agent. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, hey man, Tristan um But Tristan got the bag though. But bro. some but he did get the bag. The Shout bag. out to his agent. I know, right? Paul, you know, who finessed $80 million. Finesse. You know. Hey, that man is a hustler. And that and, and that's why we're talking about Rich Paul today, is because he is the quintessential hustle story. Oh, oh he finessed the Bucks. He with Eric Blesso contract. He yeah. finessed the cast for JR's sixty million dollar contract in the next year, they wanted to fire him for not passing the but, ball. But what's crazy is that um, Forbes did an article on, like, top sports agents. Mm-hmm. And they actually had Rich Paul number three. Yeah. You know, which for a guy that did not go to a prestigious, you know, university. He, he dropped out of school. Dropped out of school. You know, a guy that, that was, you know, just out here selling jerseys. A guy that was an assistant to another agent. Mm-hmm. To, to be able to ascend, you know, that is, yeah. that is the quintessential hustler story. Because... Everyone is listening to this podcast right now, right? We're going we're yeah. gonna, to start saying it. you're uncommon. Yeah. And part of getting, but part of getting to where you're going to actually be is going to be you running into your LeBron James. Absolutely. Like, it, don't think that you're just going to make it and it's just going to be all of you. No, it it is going to be you positioning yourself, uh-huh. getting that luck, you Absolutely. know, that having your preparation lining up with your opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the point where you're going to become the person that everyone else knows. You know who you are today, yep. but there's going to be a time. There's going to be a, a period, 10 years now. Someone listening to this podcast Absolutely. right now, this is going to reverberate in their mind forever. And when they make it 10 years from now, they're going to remember this. Like, I was told this is how it happens. And you so let's look at it from this standpoint. He gets these agents and... He talks about once he started, once he became an agent, excuse me, he gets these clients. He talked about the sacrifices he had to make. And as every entrepreneur knows, mm-hmm. there are sacrifices you have to make. Yep. You know, right now, we, 
in the studio in my house. My wife has made dinner. She's, you know, an hour or so ago. But <laughs> there's a sacrifice of me spending, you know, that time with her and because we're working on something greater. Yep. You know, we have dreams. There's night when I have to edit. There's been nights, there's days and I, you know, when I ask you what you what you doing and you said I'm bagging up coffee. Yeah. <laughs> You've literally said I know. I have to get this. I got orders. I have to do this. So there is sacrifices. So somebody's probably saying like, "All right, Rich Paul clearly wasn't making 50 grand for the rest of his life. Like what was his sacrifices?" I don't know if anybody been to Miami. We have. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Me and you have never been to Miami with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and on South Beach at that championship. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. Not, not at close. All. And so <laughs> I'll tell you this because Rich and, you know, in another article I was reading, he talked about how unless it was a important playoff game, he could not be in Miami. Yeah. Um, And I was listening to a Forbes article today, and uh, they were talking about with – it was him, Randy, and Maverick, and they were asking everybody how did they feel about LeBron in L.A. now. And Randy and Maverick had full flesh answers. Yeah. And Rand- Rich said, it's a great business move. That's pretty much all I have because I'm in New York. I'm- and he's not He's not, He's not. not at the games. He's not exactly. courtside. And he. you got to understand, this is, this is a guy that was spending time with an agent basically being a runner and a go-to mm-hmm. during the height of LeBron. Yeah. Like, we know LeBron now, but but th- this 34, 35-year LeBron wasn't oh the 25-year-old partying after a game LeBron. Exactly. And he missed that whole part. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Rich Paul was doing okay, yeah. but he wasn't partying with LeBron. He wasn't getting tore up after games. Exactly. After he wasn't summer. at live on Sunday. It- King of De- Diamonds Monday, definitely not. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't doing that. But I mean, but that, but that sacrifice is still, you know, this. You still got to look at where he come from. You know, mm-hmm. like when you when you drop out of college, normally there's a reason for that, and normally it's not because you're Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates and you're about to find no. a fortune. You know, one hundred company. It's money. It's, 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 it's money. Grades. It's grades because I got to work. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. It's a he, there's a ton of sacrifices that he's making, and in our lives as hustlers there's a ton of sacrifices that we're making absolutely but they they will pay off absolutely and you know now um he talked about the defining moment for him was lebron calling him asking him questions and he said he even said it. he said certain things even though that's my best friends and i'm gonna call bullshit on this before we get there but yeah. he said it's certain things i cannot tell lebron because i have other clients yeah i'm gonna call bullshit yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> you know he but he talked about it. he said certain things i can't give you know, Maverick and Randy. He's like, but LeBron was saying, hey, why do you think certain things like this is happening? And he was like, he said, I knew because I've been knowing this guy since he was 15. I knew he was going to quiz me. He was like, I had to pass my test. And he said, when LeBron contract was up, he came to him and was like, yo, I want to sign with you. I want you to sign. Yeah. Like, you know, I want to sign with you. Let's, you know, you got clutch already. Let me be your client. You know, then you're looking at it, Anthony Davis. You're looking at the Lakers right now. Rich Paul is getting what you think he getting twenty percent? Uh, I mean, he's probably still collecting the the average, you know, five to seven, five to seven, you know, right. fifteen off of endorsements. But True. I mean, either way, I mean, you know, he he's he's getting he's getting paid, and he's an inspiration. Like even Jay Z said, right? You could be the next Barack, LeBron, or Rich Paul. Exactly. You know, and, and that's respect from a guy that's basically your almost sometime rival. Absolutely. In the industry. Absolutely. So that's like the ultimate compliment 
of someone that's a peer in your industry saying, hey, I mean, you don't have to be me. You can nah, be this, you can you can be be these this guys dude. And be super successful. Yeah. So just to wrap all this back up, everybody, I mean, just stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Yep, yep. Um, that's one thing. Always be able to hustle and be willing to get on that grind and willing to prove yourself. Put your pride to the side, man. Just yeah, I mean, you know, de- definitely, definitely be humble, and and also understand that your what age you are really doesn't matter. Absolutely, you know, because a lot of times we, we we age ourselves out of stuff. You yeah. know, like or you know, but young or old, right? Like if you're you're 22, you're like, man, I, that's something I'll do when I'm 30. Yeah, and then when you're 30, you're like, man, that's something I should have did when I was 22. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, <laughs> if you, just remember, like Rich Paul is 37, Maverick is 39, LeBron yeah. is 35, 34. 34. Yes, yeah, you know, right. so I'm, you know, and. I shouldn't use LeBron in that scenario, but you know, like Jay Z, you know, was 26, 27 when he made, when he, first when he album, made his first album, which is wild. You know, Nelly, I think, was in his thirties when he made Rick his. Rick Ross own, was uh, in his thirties. Yeah, you know, so I mean, guys, all it takes is the starting line. Yeah, like if you, if you can start, if you could just get to the starting line and just go, you don't even you don't even got to be the it. first out of the blocks. Just go. You know, if you're the last out of the blocks. If everybody in front of you crosses the finish line mm-hmm. and the finish line is $10 million, all you got to do is cross the finish line. And get it. Then <laughs> get it. That's all you got to do. And so do that. And the last thing is always um, sacrifice. But, you know, keep in mind what you're sacrificing for and that goal. And you're going to make it, man. Um, definitely go check out Rich. Uh, we definitely gonna have to hop on Maverick because you know we'll we'll, we'll get to Maverick. I, 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 to I wanted to talk game. about Rich because I I think he's like the lesser known. I think people know him now, absolutely because of Clutch. But we definitely you know everybody you know have heard the Maverick story. Everyone knows Maverick. Yeah. But I really wanted us to to touch base on again. This is somebody who was a hustler mm-hmm. that now is successful. Hey, low key. Yeah, and that and that's look. This podcast is for the balls players, hustlers, go getters. That's what it's for. Yep. So guys, tune in. We we do appreciate you, you know, tuning in. Remember that the there's yeah, there's a product, service, expertise. Uh-huh. Those are the things that you can sell. Please go listen, um, go download the podcast. When we put it on iTunes, we need you to download all the podcasts all on the, that day. Subscribe. If you actually want to know what's going on in this episode or any previous episode, go to coalcoffee.com, look at the top of the page, it'll say show notes, click on the show notes for any episode, and you'll be able to pull up a synopsis of whatever happened. Absolutely. We'll holler at y'all next time. Holler at your boy. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life.